speak family I want to say happy new year to everyone listening hello to you around the world uh, I am Latanya Davison licensed master social worker and host of the mental speak radio show welcome to the new year I am so happy to be with you you heard the song this is the year that we come in to the new year with the best of intentions with uh, giving the world the best of ourselves uh, we have we have these endeavors of recreating ourselves. Some of you are anti-resolution. I hear it. You're like, Saint New Year, same me. That's cool, too. <laughs> that is so cool. However, I would submit to you that these, these, are, these are times where you want to take advantage of any chance to change. Yes, you can change at any moment. 
you don't have to wait for a timeline. You don't have to wait for a month or a holiday uh, for a particular time of the year. You can change any time that you are ready to change. And so I offer that to you to open your mind and be ready to uh, step into something new this year, 2018. If you're new to the Mental Speak show, the goal of this broadcast is we come to you live every Friday from the Fishbowl Radio Network, the world-renowned Fishbowl Radio Network, live in the Red Bowl. And my goal with this show is for us to find mental and emotional balance in a chaotic world. You guys are looking out now. You're seeing, uh, whether it's political, whether it's uh, natural disaster, something is going on at any given time, and it is causing a lot of us to kind of lose our ground. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a social worker. I'm, I'm no different than the rest of the world. Um, so I'm really excited to be here in the new year, and especially at a time when a lot of you are looking for guidance in how to create something new within yourself. I cannot tell you what an honor it is to have with us today. He, he is, I want to make sure I get all this right. He is a fourth degree black belt. Okay. He is the chief instructor and owner of the Wa Jiu-Jitsu Academy here in Arlington, Texas. This man has, he studied Taekwondo, freestyle karate, karate, if you will, <laughs> boxing, Thai boxing, kung fu, Karabi, he's gonna, okay, he'll say that. He'll tell you what that one is. Crepe <laughs> <laughs> Kabong, that's what I said. I was making sure you were paying attention. Yeah. Wrestling, Eskrima, and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He has black belts in Taekwondo, freestyle karate, and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So, needless to say, you're not gonna try this man if you run into him on the streets. You could forget about it. But I wanna introduce to you. Master Orlando Wah. Thank you, sir, for being with us today. All right. Well, hey, thank you for having me. You know, um, it's a, a privilege to have the opportunity to uh, help people accomplish their goals. Uh, contrary to popular opinion, when people hear about an art like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they think the person speaking is going to be somebody trying to talk to you about how to beat people up more effectively. <laughs> when in reality, the goal is to build people up more effectively. And the martial arts is intended to introduce people to a new relationship with adversity. It's not about uh, beating people down, it's about building people up. For sure. Thank you, thank you for having me, I'm looking forward to it. No doubt, and the, the thing about it is, you are operating a family you, you've had this family business for this month this month this month is 16 years this 16 we celebrate years. our 16 year anniversary here in Arlington we opened in January of 2002 wow which um, we're blessed that the community has received what we do uh, well and that you know, we've been able to continue to contribute and add value to the lives of the people that, you know, that we you get touch. to do life with. Yeah. Shout out to to your, your captain, 
Miss Serena Walsh. She's the professor. Yes, my lovely bride. I saw her here a moment ago. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Professor Hey, Wall. there yes. she is. Yeah, we her. see I her. See her. Uh, uh, yeah, and your kids are also there. Your children are training at the facility. Absolutely. I mean, I believe that the martial arts taught me so much and taught my wife so much that it would be a shame for our children not to get the opportunity to share some of the same lessons that we shared. For sure. And so... Yes, I yeah. wouldn't have it any other way. My son and my daughter, both. Both train, that's <laughs> both right. Both train. And I want to say that to to you, the you listening. The reason that I asked Master Wada be here on this particular topic is because not just not just the martial arts, not not even particularly. You may not even be interested in doing the martial arts, but there is a there's philosophy behind the art. Right. Um, as as Master Wa said, it's not just about fighting people more than anything. Uh, my understanding of it is it's how to really not to master yourself. True correct? story. Yes. True story. Yeah. Absolutely. So it really is not about being better than other people. It's about being better than you were yesterday, because the reality is if you compare yourself to other people, you're always going to get unreliable feedback. Right. Sometimes you're going to be ahead. Sometimes you're going to be behind. And the problem is people never compare themselves to the people that are behind them. They always compare themselves to the people that are ahead of them. Right. And you don't know what steps that person took to get ahead of you. And, and so... Yeah, that's the... And, and I would... <laughs> I would almost say in a lot of ways, a lot of what our issues, especially mental health wise, is we're always looking to compare to the next person, the next man or the next woman, particularly with with social media. It makes it easy. Oh, right. How, how do how have you seen social media make it easier to compare where you stand in life? OK, well, social media is a tricky creature because if you spend much time on social media, you're going to be inundated with images that make you believe that the people that are posting those images are living in Xanadu. Their life is without difficulty and without struggle, and they just spend all their time in mm -hmm. pure bliss. When in reality, man, they live on the same planet that you do. <laughs> and right. <then> <laughs> You know, <laughs> the same struggle, <laughs> the same struggle. <laughs> and and they're not exempt from the adversity of life. I've seen people that have posted pictures of themselves with someone holding hands and loving on them. And then the next day I see them, I say, oh, I loved your photo. And they're like, oh, well, we broke up. And wow. it's like, yep. so it's like <laughs> never seen that before. <laughs> yes. And so it's just <laughs> like, well, so don't believe everything you see on social media. And even if social media isn't a part of your uh, daily routine man concentrate on what's going on inside of your own two ears and not what's going on in somebody else's life because you don't have any influence over that for sure you have unchallenged and unchallenged control over one thing and that's your own thoughts and the way you choose to face life and its challenges yeah and so and that's why i wanted to have you here is because the videos that you post are so positive. Uh, if you guys are, you, you want to go to the Wa Jiu Jitsu Academy uh, website and just, you'll see all these positive messages and 
just direction. He has these these little nuggets of wisdom that are that he just drops and I mean you're kinda wowed by him. He's gonna he's gonna do it today. He's gonna really get into some some uh talking points that he's brought with targeted ways for you to set up goals for yourself. We're gonna talk about the barriers to achieving those goals. We're gonna talk about the mental barriers, the emotional barriers that people uh the, the average ones that people tend to face uh, when when trying to attain goals and um, so I'm just again I'm so excited about today if you want to ask a question you can hit us up on the, the comment feed feel free we read them we see them as you, as you type them in you can call the studio 214-717-4678 if you're watching the live feed on Facebook and tell a friend tell a friend friend we're going to be here uh, at least for the next hour and some change and I want to jump right into you tell us you started at the age of 13 yes doing martial arts how did you get involved on that path <laughs> so, that <laughs> Just come on, tell us. so that's hilarious <laughs> so so I had I have an older brother by blood and then another brother by adoption one of them was a wrestler one was a boxer so originally I have to admit that my journey in the martial arts <laughs> began with the quest of better being able to beat people up because as a little brother okay <laughs> as a little brother <laughs> my brother would come home from wrestling practice and he'd say hey do you want to wrestle and I'd say no but what he really meant was I'm We're gonna getting wrestle. ready to wrestle you <laughs> are you ready <laughs> and so that's so what a loving brother does yes right he, he, wanted to, he wanted to strengthen <laughs> his little brother and so you know I started down that path because I wanted to better be able to protect myself but the more time I spent in the martial arts, the the more I realized that, yes, it definitely, definitely, definitely has physical value as far as defending yourself. Right. However, how frequently do you have to fight with another person if you're conducting yourself like a a reasonable human being? Not very often. It became more about defending myself against my own negative attitudes and defending myself against the adversity of life because you face that every morning when you right. wake up. And it's not, yeah. You can be honest, though. Did, did you ever, have you ever been able to utilize the physical techniques of? Yes. Okay. Yes. I used to bounce. Oh, as a so bouncer. I was a bouncer <laughs> for a while and, uh, and um, the techniques I learned in jujitsu most assuredly does work. All the striking arts I studied are great, but okay. I just believe that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is the king of unarmed self-defense. If there's no weapons involved, jiu-jitsu is the king. Okay. And then if there's a weapon involved, well, depending on the weapon, then it becomes either um, like a scrimo or kali. Okay. Or it becomes about, you know, if you're doing firearms, well, of course, you get a reputable firearms instructor. But, yes, I've had opportunities to use it. And even in the instance of my little, of my older brother, there came a time where he said, okay, you're the big brother now. Right. He's like, I, I'm not going to put you in the headlock anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, and you teach that. Um, it's something that you, I know when you do that um, incoming kind of uh, – uh, orientation for people yes. you do let them know that 
it is something that can be utilized when necessary That's if being right. bullied. Okay. That's right. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, by all means, you should try to avoid conflict because sure. there, there's an old saying that every true warrior wishes for peace, and that's because every true warrior realizes that if there's no peace, then someone's going to get hurt. And it may right. be them. <laughs> it, may, right. it may be me. It may be the other person. And you really should want you really should want to do no harm to others. However, if you're dealing with somebody who has so much pain inside of them that they can't make it through their day without trying to interrupt your day For physically, sure. well, then you certainly have to protect yourself from that. And that's what's going to be, you know, something that I, and would you agree with me that it's really the mental we're dealing with mental battles left and right. That's really what it's about at the end of the day, right? Constantly. Right. Constantly. When, even, even when you talk about the physical aspect of jujitsu, it really is mental first. Right. Because if you pass what happened through a different set of filters right. and you interpret what the other person did differently, yes. Yes. there's a real possibility that you could avoid the physical altercation For altogether. Sure. But sometimes people mentally can't control their own ego. Right. Or they misinterpret what the other person's intentions are and overreact. And then they find themselves in a situation that could have been avoided. For sure. But I also believe that by being a positive, more of a positive person, you become the type of person that you're not going to get in that many fights because people are going to be busy enjoying your company. I love that. Yeah, it's it's like come come at people with the energy that is receptive and says, I wouldn't fight you if I had to. Like I wouldn't. It's not even an option to get to that level, right? Yeah, that's not who you are for me. Like when I see you, that is not who you are for me. And I always believe that people perform based on the way life occurs to them. Mm -hmm. And so, so here's an example. If you're driving down the street and you see a person in their car, they're waving their hands frantically over their head and you go, man, look at this person. Uh, They must be crazy. Well, from your perspective in the car, they look crazy. Right. But when if you could see the world from their place, there might be what I call a bee you can't see. Yes. So there's a bee buzzing around them. So in their world, they're flailing their arms. They're allergic to bees. Uh, what they're doing makes perfect sense. Perspective. Perspective. Their perspective. Yes. The, it makes perfect sense. However, from where you're standing, what they're doing is complete craziness. And so if you react to what they do based on how you see the situation, wow. then you may overreact. However, if you ask yourself, how does the situation occur to this other person? How does the situation occur to them that they're doing what they're doing? There's a real chance that you may, you, you That's know. That's that empathy. Yeah. It's empathy. empathy. Putting yourself in that person's shoes that, uh, yeah, if there was a B, I'd be you know, swing my arms too. It, it's gonna look crazy. Yes, I could see how someone could think that that was crazy that you would do that. And even when it comes to the emotional issues, we've become so judgmental 
of how someone else reacts, right? And so yeah. maybe, like you said, we're coming from the place of, what well, I would never do that. Yes. I wouldn't do. And social media makes it easier, easier, right, with the videos. Well, look at how this person's reacting to what's happened to them. And then you can go, right, to your comment section, and I can tell that person, well, you should have never said that, or I would have never done that. Right. And when, when in reality, because you can only – see life through your own filters right you are you're unable to say what you would do if you were in their situation because you don't have access to their mental map of the world wow you only have access to your own and so you have to just give people a little bit of grace and just go hey man they're doing what they're doing for their reasons not for my reasons it's not about me what comes out of a person's mouth is a reflection of what is inside of them. Just like if I have a pitcher here on the table with it's filled with dirty water, it would be impossible for me to pour clean water out of it because of what's inside of me at wow. that moment. And so the same way with a, a person who's acting irrationally or maybe even being a little uh, antagonistic, it's because they're not feeling well on the inside. And so they're going to say and do things on the outside that's a reflection of that. And our job is just to be careful not to let their dirty water get into our picture. Wow. I'm <laughs> telling you guys, you see that? Do you, you're listening with your ears. But the way, <laughs> the way Master Wall paints these pictures, these, and then you give them to the kids. That's the most amazing thing is you're planting these seeds that we as adults sometimes will miss these. I'm wowed by the things that you say, and then I'm thinking to myself, oh, my goodness, the kids that you train are getting these nuggets of wisdom now. Yes, ma'am, and that's, that's the goal, for the students to get what it took me longer to learn before I learned it. That's the value of a good instructor. He's going to make the learning curve, right. you know, Shorter, yeah, yeah. Shorter. Uh, shorter, not take as you. much time. Because yes. you've done 20, 20 plus years of training all around. Yeah, unfortunately, 30. 30? Oh, 31. man. Shoot, I, 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 oh, you, I, I did put 20 plus. So Yeah, it's okay. Well, the plus yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I started when I was 13. I'm 44 now. Okay, so you, yeah. It's funny, Professor Jackson, who you who yep. you know from the academy, she um, – she started with me when she was nine years old, and now she's 22. And I told her, I said, I'm not old enough for you to be 22, young lady. And she <laughs> said, yes, you are, sir. <laughs> you've, been, you've been on that whole path. Now, let me ask you a quick question. Okay. So taekwondo, between taekwondo, the freestyle karate, the boxing, the Thai boxing, the kung fu, krabi. Krabikrabong, which is the sword fighting. Yeah, Krabikrabong is a sword fighting art that predated Thai boxing. So it's basically a lot of the stuff you see Thai boxers doing okay. with their hands. It, it was meant to be used with swords. Very so, good, very good. Okay, and then um, Eskrima. What is Eskrima? Yes, Eskrima stick fighting, knife fighting. Stick fighting, knife fighting. Okay, and then of course the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Do you have a favorite? Obviously, you're doing Jiu Jitsu, but out of your, you know. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is my favorite. Okay. It is my favorite because there is, well, one, you can practice it. Because like with a knife, you can practice with practice knives, but you're not getting to the truth. When you use a practice uh. knife, you're not getting to the truth because 
you even when you touch someone, you say, oh, I would have cut you, but they don't experience the psychological impact of having been cut. Whereas in jiu-jitsu, the beauty of it, what made it so effective is that you get with another person and everything is done with another human body. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, if you flip a person over... It's they like, know they've been flipped. Yeah, I flipped you over for real. It wasn't... Did you feel that? Yeah. yeah I, I was flipped. I, I didn't fake flip you over. Like, ooh, I would have flipped you over. It's like, that was a real reversal. You are on the bottom now. There's no denying that you got flipped. So, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, it allows you to practice it for real and not uh, get caught up in all the stuff that would have happened awesome. now like i said earlier disclaimer i think it's the king of the unarmed yeah. martial arts yeah, because yeah. once you add weapons into it it's a whole nother variable right. and and i still think jujitsu you know if trained properly is still the best when you're dealing with a weapon but it takes a long time to get there i think i want to ask you a question and you can choose to answer this or not okay. um because it could be controversial, but the first show that I did, we I had on uh, police officers, and we talked about police officers with PTSD, and we kind of delved into the possibilities of you know harming someone. Um, obviously, when you're using deadly weapons, um, do you think that it could benefit police forces to be trained in, in jujitsu? So I train a lot of police officers. Okay, and I wish that I trained even more police officers. Okay. Um, there's a video on the internet where a police officer got into a an altercation with um, an individual that was resisting him, but he obviously the officer obviously had jujitsu training, so he easily took the man down. The man was resisting. He restrained him. He tied him up, and then handcuffed him. And he didn't have to kill the man, right? Because because he was trained to deal with a resisting opponent in which I thought well every police officer should be training jujitsu mm -hmm. because they're the people that have to run towards the violence right when someone's acting crazy and everyone else is running to a they're the ones running to z going the opposite direction and towards the don't for, we won't forget and firemen, uh, first responders. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, first responders. We see you, Blake. Yeah, <laughs> we, we see you. See you. <laughs> we forgot you. Yes. Hey, listen. So we list. That's what I'm talking about right now. The mental. I I'm also thinking about using the jujitsu for for a first responder would be the mental calm of going into that situation because you don't have to hide behind the weapon because you understand that your body can be used to subdue the situation. Correct? If used correctly. That's right. The reason the the dog that's going to bite you first is the dog that's afraid, and the dog that's not afraid is not going to bite you for no reason. You know, or I always say a lion or a bear doesn't walk around with his claws and his fangs out all the time because he knows he's a lion. He knows he's a bear. Yeah. So he doesn't have to he doesn't have to project that or over assert that because he just is. He is what he, he is. is what it is. And when yeah. a person is highly trained physically well, I think they're they're much more equipped to deal with the physical stress right. of their job. That's awesome. Yeah, That's so. awesome. Do you did you like Karate Kid growing up? Oh, I, I gotta ask. Kid. I oh. gotta ask. <laughs> any, any martial artist who said they didn't like the Karate Kid, I'm is like, out of their mind, I'm right? Like, Cut it out. Cut it out. Tell the truth. Mental speak, family. Today, 
Master Orlando Waugh is here in the studio. We've, we've talked about some of the, the physical aspects of, of martial arts training, specifically Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which he is fourth degree black belt in. But this man has nuggets of wisdom and uh, we, we want to set some goals. We want to present some ways to you to overcome some challenges here in the 2018. Some of you have posted, man, goodbye 2017. Deuces, I'm out. You did that for 2017, but can we help prep you for 2018? Can we do that for you here on Mental Speak today? Listen, I want to do this one thing, right? If you know Karate Kid, you know this jam. You're listening to. Tonight it's very clear as we're both lying here. There's so many things I want to say. I will always love you. I will never leave you alone. Breaks my heart 
And we are back at Mental Speak. You're listening live on the Fishbowl Radio Network, live from the Red Bull. Latani Davison here, licensed master social worker, sitting in with fourth degree black belt, Master Orlando Waugh. He has stopped by today to help us do some goal setting for 2018. And when I tell you he's got some powerful points, I'm telling you, like, get a pen and a paper because he is getting ready to just let you have some tips that are going to help you to master yourself and to master your world this year. So I'm I'm going to let him fly. I'm going to let him have the mic. Okay, so we made a promise to help you with some goals for 2018. And so it's important to me that I keep the promises that I make. Let's take this. We're going to take this call real quick. Let's see who's calling us. Hi, caller. State your name. Where are you calling from? Hey, LT. It's John. Hey, John. What's How going on? How are you? This is John Salerno well. from the Making a Difference radio show. He is the co-host with Megan King over there in the Gray Bowl. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I want to say you guys are having a great show. I just wanted to weigh in on something your guest was saying about uh, all cops should know uh, jujitsu. If you don't mind. Come on. Um, I agree 100% that they should know some sort of martial arts, but so many police academies now are not even teaching boxing, standard boxing. Wow. And that is because um, I know when I got into the academy, they stopped boxing the class before me because somebody got a broken nose and sued. Right. See, the, so people, a lot, of, and I agree. They should know some sort of form, form of martial arts. So a lot of cops take it on their own, but the academies will not teach it because of liability issues. Yes, I understand that. You know, one of the things that's sad to hear that they stop teaching boxing because they think of boxing just as the striking aspect, but the reality is, boxing will teach you how to not get hit. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> so yeah, they, they need that. If you're a the basic, officer. the basic stuff that they teach is just maybe takedown methods and cuffing method methods. They don't teach you those forms where if an assailant's coming at you, deflection. Um, certain, and I'm I'm not I'm not big into the martial arts that much, but I know that there are moves that you can use to use their body weight against them and diffuse the situation pretty much so i agree that that is that is something that should be brought back to the police departments throughout the country well i thank you for saying that because hopefully there's someone listening who might be able to make an impact and and you know yeah and we and you would are you do you teach classes now or do you train any of your students uh is it an option for them to actually find training or have someone to come in and do the training for them well, my experience with the uh, police departments is usually they have a defensive tactics instructor. Now, uh, I've had the opportunity okay. to work with several of the defensive tactics instructors here in Arlington, and I got to work with a Fort Worth and South Lake defensive tactics instructor. But as far as them bringing a civilian in to teach, got it. I mean, it seems like there's a, quite a bit of red tape that you have to go through to. What am I, okay, that makes sense. To make that and they happen. should do that. They really should. They should bring instructors like yourself into these uh, academy classes to show some sort of so, show some form 
because that's another that's another um, form of you know you're escalating in your use of force. Yes, you know, yeah, so yeah. you can go from the, your basic maneuvers to baton to mace to a taser to deadly physical force. So it's another step that could save a life. Yeah. Wow. And John, what I would ask you is because you were on the show with uh, law enforcement and PTSD, we're talking about the mental aspects of, you know, martial arts helping to actually help the person to actually master their own emotions in a high energy type of situation. Uh, how do you think well, it would help in that aspect? Well, it would build confidence. Okay, mm. right. See, and, and, you know, I, I saw a video not too long ago on Facebook where a cop was overcome by a guy who was like 6'2", and the guy was dragging him by his foot. I don't know if you saw that. It was I in did Florida. Did you see that? I did. And he was getting dragged by his leg. Now, you know, if that, maybe that officer didn't have the physical ability, but maybe he would, if he had the training, he would have not been put in that position, and he would have been able to subdue the subject, and we would have still had a life on this earth. That's right. And they would have been able to... Um they would have been able to perhaps help that guy because my my wife frequently says that you shouldn't vilify mental illness. You shouldn't criminalize it and treat someone who has some mental illness like they are a criminal. You know, and, and I sometimes agree. Pe- I agree, but like that guy who had the cop, I thought he should not have had the police officer. I mean, he was way out of line, but he. If the officer had training and the other officer that came to assist him had training, they should have been able to easily subdue that individual with training. Right. And I, and, but you know what? That's hindsight. We don't, we don't, we weren't there. We don't know the situation, but right. it could have been. There, there, there is that, there is that, um, part of the, the, the situation that it may have been able to be stopped. That's right. Yeah. You that, know, that's yeah. Better it definitely may have been able to be stopped. Yeah, it, it added it added another possibility. For sure. Yeah. But John, so, as always, you always bring an angle and a perspective that makes us have to answer the hard questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, always. once again, man, I love your show. Um, you guys are doing great. Uh, I didn't catch your guest name. I'm sorry. Uh, Wall. Orlando Wall. You can find me at Orlando, Wall. man. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh Thank you, thank you for all you do, and you know, listen, teach as many people as you can, you know, out of the academy because you build confidence in people, and you're doing a great thing, man. Hey, thank you. That, that builds that. a mental a mental attitude that, you know, if cops had that, a lot of cops had that, maybe they wouldn't be so fast to draw their gun. For sure, definitely. I appreciate you, John. Yes, Anytime, sir. baby. You all take right, care. Sir. You guys have a good night. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. So, yeah, always that perspective of, like you said, you know, bringing it in and saying that there's there's that there's always another side to the story. That's right? right. There's another side to the story. So I want to he's going to give you all again. This is this is the beginning of the goal setting process. He's going to take you. We're going to we're going to intro it and then we'll keep discussing it. But I'm going to let you let you have the helm, sir. Okay, so. um goal setting there's a method of goal setting called the par method which stands for plan act review and renew well years ago when i first learned this method of of goal setting i thought man that's amazing plan act review and renew your goal but 
there was something missing from it. So I added the word I, identify. So you first have to identify your goal. A lot of times people aren't achieving their goals because they don't have them. And so I suggest that we first have to identify what is important to us. And the way we do that is we can use what they call like the genie in a bottle theory or the genie in a genie in a bottle method where you would if you had a genie and you could get one wish from that genie in any area of your life you know what would you ask for the reason why we use this method is it points towards what's important to us where we feel like we need to improve and it's critical that you take time to identify what you want to be do or have what area you want to improve in because if you don't well like i was telling miss latanya here a second ago man if you don't know what you want you will end up with something else not because what you want isn't available but simply because it's undefined i teach this in my leadership class this way imagine we were roommates and i and i gave you a hundred dollars and i said hey while you're at the store pick me up one Yeah, just bring me one back. Most stores you go to, <laughs> if it's like a grocery store, you can get one of something for $100. But you couldn't bring me back what I wanted unless I told you in detail what I wanted. I can't say bring me back one. It's like one of what? You have the money. You know where the store is. You have the car. Yet, if you don't have clarity about what it is that you're there to get, you can't get it. And so, that's it. Identify what the goal is for you and then start making plans to overcome it. As I sit here in the fishbowl, I'm looking out this window and I see the uh, Dallas Cowboys Stadium. And um, I think about the Dallas Cowboys, man, they have a playbook. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys have a playbook and inside of that playbook, they have a plan of action for how to win in the game of football. Everybody on the team is incredibly talented and can run like deer and lift a thousand pounds over their heads. Maybe not a thousand pounds, but hundreds of pounds. And <clears throat> if they don't have this playbook and they go out against their opponent, they're going to get annihilated despite their talent. The reason why I say that, or what does that have to do with us and our goals, is that if we want to win against an adversary that is merciless, that is life, well, you better work on your playbook. You better have a plan to, you know, yeah, to, to reach your desired goal. Now, I know in my own process of goal setting, I encountered this experience where I was like, man, how do I figure out how to do something that I don't know how to do because if I knew how to do it I'd already have done it this is a free and underutilized tip Google mm -hmm. check this out we live in the information age man it's really not an excuse for not knowing how to do something between Google and YouTube you can not only read, but you can watch how to do most things. So what you do is, once you've identified what you want, you Google, how do I blank? 
or what is the best way to get started with blank and Google it and you will find more stuff than you have time to read will show up to get you started down the path. And then you try to identify steps one, two, and three. What are steps one, two, and three for you to uh, get started a- accomplishing your goal? What To get your plan together. <clears throat> Once you figure out what plan one, two, and three is, get started on plan on step one. Get started on step one because my experience has taught me Anybody who doesn't take the first step will never take the second, third, or fourth step. I mean, you, you've heard the saying, you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. Once you have, to, once you have your plan, man, you got to take action on it daily. You have to take action on it. Now, if you don't know where to start taking action, try to find somebody who's done what you want to do successfully. Try to find something we become what we think about most of the time, and so we need to think about our goals most of the time. And last but not least is to renew your goals. Here's the news. Life happens, and when life happens, we don't want to... um, We don't want to get stuck because life happened and we're unable to pursue our goal the way that we originally envisioned ourselves pursuing it. So we may have to renew. We may have to renew that goal and augment the way that we attack it. Or we might have to recreate the goal entirely. And that's okay because human beings are just that. We get to be whatever it is we want to be. (laughs) We really do. And so you can Re, you can recreate, you can recreate that goal. You can recreate that goal and then go after it from wherever you are. So that's it. I think that's um. Tell us one more time. IPAR. IPAR. Identify your goal. You can't get what you want if you don't know what you want, and if you don't know what you want, you'll end up with something else. Plan, man. Make a plan to accomplish your goal. Because if you don't have a plan, it's like it's like driving from cross country to cross country without a road map or without your phone telling you what to do. Again, a little technology reference. But without, without guidance, without a plan to get to your destination, you couldn't. And review or action. No, action. Identify it. Plan it out. Take action. Man. The only time achievement comes before work is in a dictionary. So you just got to remember that once you set this fantastic goal that you have got to work on it daily and you've got to be unreasonable about taking action when you start getting scared that maybe it won't work out. You got to just keep pushing forward and, and, and push through it. And then review the goal. Look at it daily. Look at it in the morning when you wake up. Look at it at night before you go to bed. Activate the power of your phone. Put it in your calendar. Let your phone help you look at it more often. Take a picture of your written goal and make it your screensaver on your phone. So when you, every time you pick it up, that that goal flashes in your mind. And then renew. If life happens and something gets in your way that you have no control over, renew the goal. Don't give up on it. Renew it. 
renew it, create a new approach to going after it. Or if you need to change the goal, realize that that's not failure, that's just beginning again more intelligently and going at it from a different angle. What I told you, what I told you, fam, <laughs> I told you, powerful, powerful, tangible, practical knowledge. We're not done yet. We're going to, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the barriers. We're going to talk about, uh, yeah, some of those mental challenges. We're going to, we're going to speak to those of you who say, you know what? Yeah, that's all good at Danny, Master Wall, but you know, maybe you had opportunity that I didn't have. We're going to talk about the adversity, right? The, the different levels of adversity. And uh, we're going to give you some medicine for your mind so that you can win in 2018. You're listening to Mental Speak Live coming at you from the Fishbowl Radio Network. Look at you walking in here looking all pretty and angry and mean and good. <laughs> I know you didn't get your head down so you could just sit down and just sit there. Hey, we're trying to have a good time tonight. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. You gotta relax. Ooh. 
what you think that I can be. I'm the one at the sale. I'm the master of my sea. Oh, ooh, the master of my sea. Oh, ooh. I was broken from a young age, drinking my soak into the masses, writing my poems for the few that look at me, to me, shook at me, feeling me, singing from heartache, from the pain, taking my message from the veins, speaking my lesson from the brain, seeing the beauty through the. listening to the Mental Speak radio show on the world-renowned Fishbowl Radio Network, broadcasting to you live from North Texas here in Arlington, Texas. I am your host, licensed master social worker, LaTanya Davison, sitting in with me today, fourth degree, fourth degree, count that, four degrees of black belt greatness sitting here is Master Orlando Waugh of the Waugh Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Arlington, Texas. We are sitting here and we're talking about setting goals. He's just gone over IPAR. I'm going to I'm going to have him just he just reviewed it, but it is a compass for those of you who are looking to go into 2018 with something new, something different something that you've never heard before. I'm sure some of you, some of the things he says, I've never heard before. And they blow my mind when I hear them. And one of the amazing things that people need to know 
is this is one of the leaders. This is a pillar in our community right here speaking directly to our children, right? Not just the adults. He and I were sitting here talking about how they're <laughs> we adults tend to put up filters because of our experiences. No, I, ca I can't do that. I can't do that. Mm -mm, I don't do that, right? But kids are, are really open to these things. And what I offer to you is maybe you've been looking at some things in your life. Maybe you've had some relationships that haven't worked. They didn't work in 2017, and you can't figure out why certain things aren't working with people in your life. Maybe things aren't working well on, on your jobs. Maybe things aren't working well in, with your own personal goals and the things that you want to achieve. Maybe you're still saying the same things you were saying 10 years ago or you're still doing the same things that you've been doing and you don't want to do them anymore. And a part of the goal setting is looking at what is not working in my life. What is not yielding the things that, that you don't want? I teach my patients the thought action outcome model. Every thought followed by an action leads to a desired or an undesired outcome. And we we get to choose. Do you agree that we get to choose in, in a lot of aspects? Yeah. yeah. Everything in life is volition. Mm -hmm. Everything is something that we choose to do. There's nothing that we have to do. Everything is something that we choose to do. Mm -hmm. And... We choose the things that we choose because we believe it's the best choice available among alternatives. Right. You know, like, so, yeah, there's nothing we don't, we don't have to do anything. We choose to do things. And it's important just to understand the power of our choice. One of the, one of the things that really stood out for me when you were talking about how to come into, you know, 2018 with something new is you know letting go of our our old mm -hmm. identities letting go of our old beliefs about what's possible for us it makes me think of a story of the elephant on the string you know a guy goes to a circus and he sees this gigantic elephant and he's tethered to a, with a little string now i mean it's a big string but not big enough that it should hold an elephant mm -hmm. and he looks at it, and he looks at the elephant, and he looks at the string, and the elephant's making no attempt to escape, and so he finally goes, he can't take it, so he goes to the ringmaster, he says, how are you keeping that elephant hostage with that little bitty string? And the ringmaster tells him, well, ever since that elephant was a baby, that string has been there. And so when that elephant was very young, he came to believe that he could not break the string because he couldn't in the past. Right. And so now, as a full-grown elephant, he's restricted by an old belief that's no longer true. Yes. A circumstance, a previous circumstance, or a previous attempt at breaking it doesn't mean that he doesn't have the power now to, to break it. And so... What are some of the internal obstacles that you've observed in people that you work with to change, to making changes, to, to reaching goals? Man, it always seems to come back to someone's internal dialogue, man, what they're saying to themselves about themselves. You know, I believe that how we see ourselves is how we'll be ourselves. If you see yourself as uh, strong, then you have a tendency to live into that mm -hmm. if you see yourself as feeble and incapable 
Well, you have a tendency to live into that. I always laugh. It's like one of my instructors told me years ago. It's like a bumblebee. You know, his wings are too small. His body's too big. Scientists sit around and say he's not aerodynamic enough to fly, but the bumblebee doesn't believe that. So he just flies around all over the place. It's true. <laughs> and people are like, hey, you can't do that. And the bumblebee doesn't subscribe to that. So I guess it comes back to internal dialogue, what people think about themselves. Right. And, and so, we talked a lot about, so I would imagine that in the work that you do with children, how often do you see that you're having to break that which parents have projected onto kids as far as you can't do that or you shouldn't do that? How often do you see that in? That's, that's it. I mean, all of us, like you said earlier, you're, you're a master social worker and, um, and you're not perfect. I'm a master martial artist, but I'm not perfect. Right. What we all do our best, but many times in the process of trying to do our best for our children, we become a little overbearing. Yeah. And we and we don't understand how what we're saying to them is being interpreted. So we might say something to them meaning it one way, but they interpret it an entirely different way. Got it. And inside of themselves they they say I'm not enough, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not strong enough, or I'm not capable. And even though we would never tell our children that in those words, if we're not careful about the way that we interact with them, we can make them believe that they're not enough or that they're imperfect. Right. Instead of it being about them getting better than they already are, which is awesome. You're awesome, and we're just trying to make you even right. better. They think you're trying to fix me. I'm not good enough. That's that's something that I think a lot of us can relate to as parents. So maybe a goal, I know a goal for me is I want to always get better as a mother. That is that is my I think as parents, we like you said, we're looking to make the child better. Are we applying that to ourselves? Because it almost seems like we're projecting all of our failures onto our kids, our hopes and our dreams for something to be better. That's a lot for a child to take on. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Children should never be faced with uh, the concerns of adults, yeah. you know, because adults have had plenty of time to become who they are and have lived their life. And children, man, their story is, is still being written for that age and that right. period in their life, you know, and. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that's the biggest that's the biggest challenge is overcoming the negative self-talk. And if you notice at the academy, the student creed and the champion's creed, those really are affirmations that are intended to, you know, replace some of the negative internal dialogue that people pick up. It's from, amazing. From Say it for us. Say it for us. So, so, so the, the student creed is I am not judged by the number of, or this is the champion's creed. Give me the I'm, champion's creed. The yeah. champion's creed is I'm not judged by the number of times I fail, but by the number of times I succeed. And the number of times I succeed is in direct proportion to the number of times I can fail and keep trying, which is, that's it. In other words, there's never, it's infinite. It's an infinite amount of times that you can not make the mark or whatever that you've set for yourself and then do it again and then do it again and then do it again and then as you said renew re review and renew that's right i didn't meet that goal okay 
Let's go back to the drawing board. That's right. Begin again more intelligently. You know? Yeah. It's not over until you quit. Yeah. If you quit, that's failure. But if you fail, that's just an opportunity to begin again more intelligently. They, I heard the story of Thomas Edison where, you know, a reporter asked him about inventing the electric light. He said, how does it feel to know you failed 10,000 times? And Edison said something brilliant. He said, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I yes. identified 10,000 ways that work that don't work. I identified 10,000 ways that don't work, which puts me 10,000 ways closer to the way that will work. Wow. And so we're sitting here in a fishbowl under yeah. uh, uh, under the lights. Yeah. So we realized yeah, it worked. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bunch of lights out there lighting up the city. Exactly. That so that's the profound what I'm pulling out. It is how you replace maybe what has been put in. So someone some of some of you are saying, Well, you know, my parents told me I wasn't good enough. I hear it all the time. There's people who have grown up with some very negative talk in their home. Mm. Maybe they were told that they weren't good enough um, some of the horrible things that we hear that are said to a child so step one if one of your issues is negative self-talk is to begin to replace with a mantra maybe even a mantra if That's it's not right. the champion's creed find something that replaces the talk that you put on repeat to yourself when it's time to to get up and do something okay um, what's another barrier what's another barrier that you've seen to well, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but one of the uh, big deals we said fear. Yeah. Oh. And, oh. And fear. That's the rest of the show. The rest <laughs> of the show, right? So, so. Here we go. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Talk okay. about fear. Okay. So fear. Here we go. Fear is false expectations appearing real. Mm -hmm. um, people fear what they expect to go wrong. They fear what they expect to go wrong. Like nobody listening and nobody that watches this now or later has any fear surrounding their toilet being at the house when they go home. They they expect the toilet to be there, so they're not they're not wringing their fingers worrying about the toilet being there when they get home because they expect it to be there. They expect everything to work out in that department. Well, we've got to learn to expect things to go well in our lives mm -hmm. because if we don't expect things to go well in our lives if we don't expect ourselves to be able to reach our goals if we expect things to go bad in the future because they went bad in the past mm -hmm. well we won't put forth the effort in the present right to really create what we want for tomorrow and so our psychology our, our psyches our minds are very Fear is such a low energy emotion. It's a very easy, easily penetratable emotion. So it gets in very easily. It's the reason that you can be around someone who's who's anxious and then pick up their anxiety very quickly, right? That's right. And so it's how do we then we know that there's going to be things that we're afraid of, right? We're afraid to try new things. So someone's thinking in twenty eighteen, I gotta I gotta make some changes. But I'm afraid because I don't know what's on the other side of this fear. Using IPAR, how does that person address making a change but fear is in the way? Well, one of the first things I think would have to happen is, well, I think it's important to get help. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to get help. I think it's important to try to surround yourself with people 
who are doing what you want to do, what you want your life to be like. If you if you don't want to um, spend all spend all night at the bar. You gotta you gotta let go of the friends who want to spend all night at the bar. If that's what they want and it isn't what you want, I mean you gotta let go of those those relationships because well my dad told me when I was a boy he said son you can't soar with the eagles if you're pecking around with the turkeys <laughs> and so that's right and so it's like sometimes you gotta let go of a few turkeys. Yeah, so, right. So that so you can fly. Yeah, so you yeah. can fly and so that you don't end up getting what the turkeys get when it comes Thanksgiving. That's right. The hunters are looking for Put turkeys. Put on a platter. They're going to think, even <laughs> if you're an eagle, they're going to think you're a weird turkey. And they might. For sure. <laughs> you might get the turkey treatment anyways. And so. So cutting, so creating the connections and networks and support system around you that is going to help you to achieve the goal. That's right. Okay. That's right. That's that's something I think is paramount. You become like the people you hang around, and so mm-hmm. you got to choose your friends wisely. And if even if that means isolating, even if it means isolating, but I wouldn't isolate for too long. I would right. say isolate until you can figure out what programs are available for you to get help. Got it for sure. And surround yourself with the people who can help you move in the right direction for sure. And that's what I always always submit to people that you know mental speak is is definitely it's a show that provides information. It provides the resources for you to begin to take the steps, but definitely. If you find yourself, um, especially, particularly we talked about um, on one of the shows during the winter, some of you find issues with your motivation. You may find that you're having some mental illness. You may, you may be having some very severe emotional issues that you simply cannot overcome, and it's not so much about making changes, but it's about getting help from a professional. Then you need to make that happen. Go ahead and see a practitioner, whether that be a physician or a licensed mental health um, practitioner because for some of us we've been in a situation for so long that your physiology is no longer operating properly mm. okay so it may even be that you biochemically your brain can't even <laughs> you can't even think clearly enough to get up and go so I would say what we're what we're talking on today is you know for all sense and purposes, you are there mentally, you're, you feel strong and you're ready to make changes, but you just need to know, you need some direction. Um, fear, I would say, is probably the absolute number one thing right now for humans uh, that is really blocking us from getting where we need to go. Would you agree? I agree that fear is, yeah. yeah. It's fear heavy. Is it. It's it. Yeah. And it's perpetuated. It's yes. perpetuated. It's like so awesome what you do here on mental speak is you're like, okay, man, positive mental attitude. Yeah. This is food to help you get well as opposed to, you know, what we're normally just bombarded by, mm-hmm. which is, oh, the someone's a terrorist. Terrorist here, terrorist mm-hmm. there. Uh, that that television. Brutality. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. television, you know, and it's all this all these reasons for you to be afraid and for you mm-hmm. to be cynical and for you to be unhappy when the reality is that happiness is an inside job. And so when you start losing your happiness, you got to look inside of yourself. And if what you find inside of yourself is something that you can't make sense of, then you need to get help from someone who can help you make sense of it and get back on track. Um, 
I just I can't say enough how important it is to get help with our with our difficulties. Some people get it, like you said, they might go get counseling. One of the reasons I teach martial arts is because I've had the opportunity, one, to transform myself mm-hmm. inside of the mm-hmm. martial arts, mm-hmm. but two, so many people come in and over the years that I know them, they say, hey man, I was, think I was suicidal yes. and now I'm not. I was alcoholic, now I'm not. And, and they give themselves an outlet Yes. Where they can belong to a new community. Mm-hmm. They can go somewhere that's consistent. That's right. And, that it's, and it's positive. And the, the discipline. It, Say something about discipline. What is it What is about disciplining the mind? What does it take, it, whether a person goes to do martial arts or not, how does a person begin to discipline their mind? I think that comes back to, well, for me, it comes back to, like, the IPAR. You have to identify what yeah what do you want Mm -hmm. what do you want because it's like disciplining your mind to do what like you said be a better parent right Uh, don't generalize it could be i'm so tired i'm tired this is what i i am so sick and tired of being sick and tired sick and tired of what exactly yeah yes it's like i just want it fixed right what fixed what fix what you you have to be specific (laughs) you know and um and you have to identify where is your unhappiness. Like, if you have some mental unhappiness, or where where are you unhappy? Why are you unhappy? Because that's the only way that you can really go to work and discipline yourself to improve in that area. Because you don't, you have to know what the area is. Yes. And so. Yeah, we're not done yet. We're trying to remove these these mental barriers. We're trying to move these emotional barriers. There. There are so many nuggets of truth that have been planted with you guys today. We're not done yet. When we come back, Master Wall is going to give you a little bit more. I want to thank you so much wherever you are in the world for listening to Mental Speak. We'll be right back.
And we're back, Mental Speak family. Thank you for sticking with us. As I told you, we're not done. We got some more coming for you from Master Orlando Waugh of the Waugh Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Arlington, Texas. I am LaTanya Davison, your host for the Mental Speak show, broadcasting live from the Fishbowl Radio Network. So we have, I, I, the, the hard, I'm going to say, if somebody were to ask me what the hardest part about this show is, is trying to get a, a whole life full of wisdom into like you know an hour and some change it's a it's a very difficult thing and then we end up here you know we're going off on tangents because there's it's so rich uh this knowledge of how to strengthen oneself in order to move forward um you and i were just talking on the break and so one thing at at the wall academy uh what Master Wall does is he will have a message for the week. Yes. That you give your students. And um, you said this week's is. Well, uh, this week is nobody can go back and start a new beginning. However, anyone can start today to create a new ending. And what that sparked is another barrier. Another barrier for a lot of you, a lot of us, is. Holding on to the past. Holding on to the past. Anybody? Anybody. <laughs> you can't let go of the past. How does that affect us moving forward, Master Wah? Okay, so the way I understand letting go of the past is you have to be able to create a clearing. When I say like a clearing, you have to be able to create space for something new. For example, I can't come over there and sit in your chair because you're sitting in that chair. The only way that I could sit there is for you not to be there and vice versa. For you to sit here, I have to not I have to not be here. Well, many times people are hanging on to ideas from the past and they're dwelling on those in the present and so that it doesn't make space for them to do anything new for the future. And what we know is that if we do what we've always done, we'll get what we've always gotten. And so that that's not just physical, it is mental. It's a if universal we, law. Universal law. Yeah. If we keep thinking about the past, all we can do is just recreate the past. Yeah. We've got to let go of what we don't want to happen and concentrate entirely on what we do want to happen. What do we want to happen? Okay, that happened in the past. We didn't want that to happen. We can't undo it. But what do we want to happen? Yeah. Because we can't live our dreams and our fears at the same time. If we're wow. living our fears, we're like, I'm afraid this will happen. I'm afraid this will happen. I'm afraid this will happen. Then it's almost like when you go bowling, you say, don't throw it in the gutter. Don't throw it in the <laughs> don't, gutter. Don't and throw, it, goes it, the gutter. it goes in the gutter. It's going in the gutter. <laughs> so we got to kind of recondition ourselves to go throw it down the middle, throw it down the middle, throw it down the middle. And if it goes in the gutter, and if it's gone in the gutter before, okay, it's happened. Right? But this time. Throw it down the middle. Throw it down the middle. Throw it down, throw the, down middle. the middle. Throw it down, down the middle. middle. Yeah. And keep our eyes focused on what we want and not focused on what we don't want. And many times we what happened in the past was so painful that we label ourselves because of it. And the reality is that you lived through it. Yeah. yeah. You lived through it. You're here. Yeah. That did happen. But just guess what? You're still here. And that's on any. That's. On any level of the spectrum of what people have gone through, it's a wide spectrum. Some of you have been through things that we can't even fathom. The, the, some of you 
and this is why for some people they say, yeah, but you don't know my story, but you don't know how difficult it's been and what I've gone through, but you're still here. That's right. So, so I, I had, I have been homeless. I've been homeless. I wouldn't even have had a car if my grandmother hadn't bought the car before she passed. Now I say that not to gain sympathy from anyone, but just to kind of give people insight because someone might think, oh, wall just came up the easy way and it was all handed to him. Um, What helped me was I read a book by a guy named Viktor Frankl, and it was a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And basically, Viktor Frankl was in the concentration camps, and he developed the faculties of his mind to the point that he found reasons to be thankful even um, when he was surrounded by just horrific, horrific, yeah, yeah, just the most horrific imaginable uh, surroundings. And when I read his story, I thought to myself, wow, here's a guy who was in a concentration camp and he was able to find a reason to be grateful. Yes. He found a reason to be grateful and to be encouraged about his future. And, And here I am free and able-bodied hey. and <laughs> complaining. <laughs> I started I started this it, it literally just started this yesterday. I found myself complaining and I, uh, anybody knows me, that's my favorite thing to do, right? <laughs> that, but, well, I I think that's part of me doing social work is you see problems. We I think some of us are wired to see certain things and then we speak on it. Which is why comedy helps me because I help to kind of do that that alchemy where I'm able to take the tragic and turn it into the comical. But I think that one of the important things is to be able to have perspective that what you're going through is just one part of the spectrum. Right. And so one change that I started just yesterday, so y'all bear with me, okay? If you hear me complaining... Just bear with me because I just started it for 2018. (laughs) I'm going to say to myself, first world problems. First world problems. True story. Oh, my phone won't work and my, you know, (laughs) my Internet's down. and. Yeah. Give your phone a second. It's just going to space to a satellite. Yeah. So can it have just like two seconds to get back to you? That I paid for with my my phone service. you know right first world problems first okay? world problems i didn't you didn't you didn't give me my food in the 5 minutes I, first world problems if we can keep these things in perspective and i always say one thing when i'm working in the hospital i have to be very careful not to say to some of my patients cuz you don't want to diminish problems what's very real to you is real to you and you never want to diminish it i think for for those of us who know we, especially in america first world problems Okay, <laughs> let's keep it in perspective, and that will help you to kind of be able to move through some of the things that we go through. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Two two men stare through the same prison bars. One sees mud, and the other stars. And so, wow, you, you're looking out into life, and depending on whether you have uh, a negative attitude or a positive attitude, you're going to see two entirely different things. We could stand shoulder to shoulder and look at the same situation. Yeah. And depending on how you're directing your attitudes, you're going to see life accordingly. And so 
man, that's it, man. We've got to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Be grateful that we're here, that we get another turn. Yeah. You did it wrong before. Okay. Forgive yourself. Forgive the person who might have done wrong by you. But guess what? You're still here. You get another turn. You get another turn. So use it wisely. You missed the kickball. Everybody laughed. Okay. You're getting another turn at bat. Focus more this time. Try again. And if you miss this one, guess what? You get another turn. And here's the news. Once you're out of turns, you're out of life. Yeah. And it doesn't matter anymore. Right. So right. Let me ask your insight for something a little a, a pretty difficult. Okay. Relationships. Um, those are a little bit more difficult. When So sometimes, you know, we've talked about the barriers for the self. But when we're dealing with somebody else, it could be a little bit more difficult because that person has their own agenda and their own plans and their own goals. What's your tips for someone to um, approach difficult relationships and how to make changes or approach those? Okay, so for me, the what I pass relationships through has to do with goals. Okay, so right and wrong has a voice. Right and wrong has a voice, and the voice of right and wrong is results. So what do I want from this relationship? Do I want it to be a lasting marriage? Do I want this to be a family? Okay, and what do I, yeah, so what do I, what do I want from the relationship? Now, once I've identified what I want from the relationship, I have to consider what am I, what, what I'm about to do next, is it moving me closer to that vision or further away from it? In fact, I always say, don't let your feelings control what you do next. Let your goal control what you do next. Because human beings, our feelings are all over the place. Mm -hmm. And some days you're going to feel good and some days bad, some days happy, some days sad. And you don't want to let your actions be all over the place like your feelings. You have to let your goal propel you. And if your goal in a relationship is to have a lasting and loving relationship with this person, um, Man, you have to try to hold yourself accountable for only saying and doing things that contribute to that. And then you also have to take into consideration that this is another person who was raised by different parents, possibly in a different part of the country or even world. And they may have a slightly different moral compass and belief system than you do. And you have to allow enough space for them to have their beliefs without it meaning that it diminishes your beliefs. You... You know, because like my wife and I, man, we've been married for 16 years and I love her. If she's still watching, <laughs> love you. The, the, the reality is, though, that we don't see eye to eye on everything. But I've come to realize that that's okay. And that if she says something and speaks powerfully about how she feels, that doesn't diminish me. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't diminish my power at all. It is simply her being a stand for what she believes. Mm -hmm. And so. What about difficult uh, parents or siblings, things like that? What are some things people can do this year if they've got to rework some relationships? Okay, so let's start with parents. Okay. Forgive your parents. Forgive your parents because check this out. You didn't come out with a handbook. You, you, I didn't get one. Yeah, you weren't like a video <laughs> game. It's like press X to jump, press Y to go down. It's you. Your parents swim deliriously through their own life, and at the same time, they try to be a refuge 
for you and and help you improve your life while they're simultaneously working on their own. And so the fact that you are an adult and potentially gainfully employed or that you even if you're not gainfully employed, the fact that you are alive and watching this video, you need to give them some credit because there's a lot of people who didn't make it to the finish line of 18 or 20 or whatever age you've whatever finish line you've made it to. And so you got to forgive your parents for not being perfect. And if you're a parent now yourself, you know that you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. So you got to forgive your parents for not being what you yourself are not. And now relationships with children. Man, f forgive your children. You forgive your children. Your children are not adults. Your children are children. And so they're going to do things because they don't know. And you as the adult, you have to give them a little bit of grace and not show up and, you know, berate or condemn them because of their transgressions. Man, failure is just an opportunity to begin again more intelligently. So if you don't, if you don't believe that about your own life and you don't believe it about your children, man, then the future is... Ooh, it's going to be challenging because everybody's going to fail. Yep. Everybody's going to trip and fall. Everybody's going to, man, you're going to make mistakes. And what you tell yourself about the mistakes and how you choose to interact with them is is paramount importance. And so, yeah, forget, I think forgiveness is it, man. Forgive your parents. Forgive your children. They, they're not doing anything to you. They're doing what they do based on the way it occurs to them. And and those, maybe some people have to put up, I know uh, my last show I talked a lot about people putting up boundaries, putting up the mental and emotional boundaries as necessary, um, you know, using the word no as necessary, um, and not feeling... You know, feeling, uh, understanding that you're being assertive with what you need emotionally with with the people in your life. If if there's if there's emotional pain and people are hurting you or physically any kind of abuse, you know, people taking advantage, um, trying to manipulate you, things like that. One of the first steps at the beginning of this year is identify, right? Yes. Identify that these things are going on, and then you've got to make these plans to put up those barriers so that you can start to protect yourself emotionally. So. That's a real important one because you said um, you said relationships. I will say that if you are going into a new relationship, to be careful not to let the pain of a past relationship contaminate the present relationship because you could treat the new person like the old person and they haven't done anything to deserve that yet and they may never do anything to deserve that and so you just have to consider that possibility that this is a new person and it's a new possibility I think you do have to be clear about what does and doesn't work for you um, because if you don't if you don't let people know what you expect it's impossible for them to fulfill an undefined expectation they 
they're going to disappoint you if they don't know what you expect. Right. And so you have to be clear about what you expect, clear about what works for you, what doesn't work for you. I know even like with my wife and I, when we first met, very playfully, she shoved me. She shoved my face. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and I was like, okay, um, that doesn't work for me. You know, I'm very interested in you, and yeah. I'm not going to hold any grudge about that. Yeah. But I felt like for this relationship to be enduring, I have to communicate to her that, hey, look, I would never put my hands on you aggressively, mm-hmm. but it's important to me that you never put your hands on me in a way that would be misinterpreted. Because if you do, then that's a deal breaker. you got to let people know at the beginning of the relationship what is and isn't a deal breaker for you. That's a that's an amazing matter of fact, that's something that I think is awesome that as a man, you had to let a woman know that that was the boundary in a lot of ways. Maybe we're not doing enough to teach our sons to teach, you know, because it it has become the norm for us as women to be able to freely put our hands on men, even if joking. Mm. But maybe this is that year where we are establishing very clearly that the way that we're going to deal with one another, unless we're grappling, right, right. on the mat, yeah, training, <laughs> unless we're training, that we're not putting our hands on one another um, and establish that boundary from the get-go like you did. And that's yeah. it. It's like, hey, you can put your hands on me lovingly, but don't put your hands on me, you know, uh, aggressively or, you know, with any animosity attached right. to it because right. that's a deal breaker. Right. Uh, and you say, hey, um, being faithful. That's a deal breaker. Right. If you go outside of the relationship, that's a deal breaker. And I think if you don't communicate what are deal breakers f- for you, mm-hmm. um, you have no right to be infuriated when someone doesn't live up to an undefined expectation. Wow. that Right, because... You never set the boundary. You never created for the person the standard of which you abide by. Master Wall, the the number one word, I'm going to say this, and I I say this to you out there listening, I would say that has emerged for me, and it always seems to be a particular theme that comes out with each show. For this show, it's been teaching. What you do at the academy is you teach people how to teach themselves. Mm. Um, It's almost like we're having a... And I, I do that as a as a mental health therapist is I'm teaching people how to rewire their mind, right? Reorganize the thoughts, re uh, just just craft and craft again. And if you got to break something down and you're you're broken down by life, you teach yourself how to build it back up again. So really, I w- would you agree with that? It's almost like it's yeah, it's it's the teaching. We're teaching each other how to treat each other. We're teaching ourselves what to accept. We're teaching ourselves what to get over, what to let go of. And Life is a dojo. It is. Life really <laughs> is right. Yeah, I, I make so I love many it. so many comparisons to the martial arts because the martial arts really has introduced me to. You know, adversity. Right. And it also has introduced me to a new relationship to that. And it's and it's one of those things that um, because it presents you with problems just like life does, it teaches you to 
consider, like we say, you're saying teach a person how to retrain their mind. Well, I always say it like how to consider new possibilities. There you go. Because people perform based on what they think is possible, right? right. How it occurs to them, right. what they think is possible. But, man, consider consider that there are more possibilities. There's infinite. Infinite possibilities. Infinite possibilities in the universe. Right? Yeah. And so there's infinite possibilities in relationships. Wow. For for with you and your parents, with you and your children, with you and your spouse, with you and your boyfriend or girlfriend. So we need to stop saying it's always been this way. It's always going to be this way. It is what it is. Is probably one of the, I mean, th- there's an acceptance to certain things, like you said, where you say, okay, this is what it is. But then you ask yourself, is it working? Right. You got to be clear about what works for you. You've got to be clear about what works for you. But not only that, you've got to communicate it to the other person. For sure. That's something that I'm learning and I've learned and I'm learning mm-hmm. every day that okay. you have got to communicate to the other person because if you do not all that's left is you expecting them to know. Right. For you expecting it to occur to them the way it occurs to you. You know, for for, for them to see it the way you see it. Before we go, please tell people uh, how they can get in touch with you. What's, what's the best way to reach you? The best way to reach us would probably be wallbjj.com or... You know, follow us on Facebook, Wall Jiu-Jitsu, Adult Martial Arts. And, um, or you can look me up personally. I'm Orlando Wall on Facebook. Fortunately, there's not a lot of us. <laughs> so you can find the one with the samurai mask on it. And <laughs> Awesome. What is Wall? Real quick, what is Wall? What is that name? Okay, well, to me, well, it's German, but to me it means uh, win by learning, ask quality questions, Use your gift to give, go with your gut, and have a plan. That's what, my, that's what my name means to me. Do you guys understand now why this is, this is the person that I asked to come for this first show for January? Powerful. Please watch it back. You can reach the show, www.mentalspeakradio.com. You can find me on the host page at fbrn.us. Please download the Fishbowl Radio app. We now, we've just gone live uh, with the iTunes Fishbowl Radio app. We have the Android app. You can listen to us on the go. When you've got your phone, we'll be here on Facebook Live. You can reach us on the Mental Speak Radio Facebook page. So many ways to reach me. Please let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Critique us. Let us know. I got four-star reviews on the Mental Speak page. I'm cool with that. You know, that's room for improvement. (laughs) I just want to say that it is a blessing to be able to have this platform to reach out to the world. We are worldwide. And I know that 2018 can be an amazing year. Let's set our intention. Let's set our goals. We've got a compass. Thank you so much to you, Master Wall, for coming and being with us today. And Middle Speak family, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in to the Fishbowl Radio Network. I'll be here every Friday from 5 to 7 Central, as it wills. And I will see you next week. I had to go here. I mean, there's no way I could not <laughs> Fine choice, get fine out choice. of here. Without playing this jam. Thank you so much, Middle Speak family. I'll see you next week.
Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought with expert timing. There were funky China men from funky Chinatown. They were chopping them up. They were chopping them down. It's an ancient Chinese. Oh.